Welcome back, Halligans, uh, to another edition of Movie How. I am Joe, joined as always by Ryan. We are here to bring you yet another October vampire movie. This was a pick. I've l just I've enjoyed this movie a long time, kind of like the last one, and it's so different than the last one. It's such such a stark change compared to the movie we just watched, which was Blade. This is From Dust Till Dawn. It is a, I believe, Robert Rodriguez movie, even though it has Quentin Tarantino in it. A lot of people think it's a Tarantino movie, but it's not. It's just uh, stars him and... George Clooney. George Clooney and Harvey Keitel. And there's just some fun people who pop up in it. It's wild. It's crazy. And I couldn't believe Ryan had never seen this. I First off, I thought it was a Tarantino movie. It, it, I had to kind of double take to make sure that it wasn't. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of stuff from this movie, though, in memes. Like the gun that's in the guy's codpiece uh -huh. that has the, the cylinders sex on Sex machine? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, sex machine's gun. I had seen that before in memes and GIFs. I'm going to go ahead and go on record. GIF, the guy who created it, pronounces it GIF. I'm going to pronounce it GIF. That's fine. You can both be wrong. It's fine. I don't care. Mama calls him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. I had definitely seen the Selma Hayek scene where she's pouring the whiskey down her leg for Quentin Tarantino before. Mm -hmm. It was back when, uh, I guess it was just kind of a thing that people were talking about online, that he has a foot fetish. Mm, yeah. Because it's like, if you told somebody that in 2021, they're like, yeah, of course. Have you ever seen like anything ever that he's ever done? Yeah, of course. But this was one of the ones where it's like, oh my god. You know, just seeing this clip, somebody's like, check this out. I mean, this... And it was, this was one of his own movies, too. So that was another reason why I thought it was a Tarantino movie, because somebody else had said it before. I mean, his own movie is in, he's in it, I guess, but not his movie. So yeah. that's, it's all right. So, very different from Blade, like you were saying. Blade felt very structured. It felt like they had a real plan for how things were supposed to go. This movie felt very chaotic, you know, in that... I, I never knew it was going to happen. I found this movie very stressful because I could never tell where anything was going. I didn't really understand exactly what the motivations of all the characters were, and a lot of them weren't explored. Like, we know a little bit about the background of Seth and his brother, Quentin's character. Uh, his... Oh, I should know. Richard. Rich, okay. We know a little bit about their background in terms of being criminals. But we don't really know what they're going to do in El Rey other than kick back. You know, it's the only thing George Clooney ever says. Like, hey, when we get there, it's going to be beautiful. We're going to kick back. It's going to be great. And Richard, his brother, whatever, is like, oh, okay, man, that sounds good. <laughs> After he knocked him out in the RV. Uh, we don't know really what's going on with the preacher's family. We don't know why they all look different other than, like, I just assumed this is a TV movie family thing. Like, they never look alike. But they actually reference it in this. Like, that kid doesn't look like your kid. You know, and the girl, the daughter, doesn't look like him either. Yeah, it, it felt like one of those. They don't really explain it, but I always saw it as a situation of kid was just the boy, the younger brother was adopted. I assumed, yeah, I assumed one of them was adopted. He could have had a wife who wasn't, you know. Oh, sure. Because we yeah. don't know. You never see his one wife. Of them, they, yeah, they one of them, yeah. Refer to her a little bit. Yeah, exactly. One of them could be biological and look like the mother, and the other could be mm -hmm. adopted. We don't know which one's which. Uh, I was interested that the daughter is the same daughter from National Lampoons, at least from Christmas Vacation. Mm -hmm. uh, the older daughter from that movie. It's yeah, like Juliette I, Lewis. Yeah, I 
I recognized the name when I saw it pop up, but I didn't know for sure who she was, like why I knew it. And then I saw her, and it's like, oh yeah, like I forgot she existed. I guess she mm-hmm. might have done other movies. She was. She was the crazy chick in Natural Born Killers with hmm. Woody Harrelson. I've never seen that either. Yeah, you know, you can miss it. Okay. So I like, I actually like that about a lot of these types of movies. I want to say like a Quentin Tarantino type movie because it did kind of feel like that still. Hmm. In that there's stuff going on with the characters. They have a backstory. It makes them feel real, but it doesn't have to be spoon fed to you. You don't have to see all these flashbacks to know what it is. You know, you just know, oh, there's something going on. This is a weird kind of diverse family. We don't know. Is somebody adopted? Is somebody not? Maybe both of them are. Who knows? The wife died. We do get that story, but it's this scene of George Clooney trying to relate to this preacher and kind of... Ex-preacher? Yeah, former preacher, and it's just kind of not working. Mm. But I guess we should start by explaining the movie. The movie follows two escaped thieves, Mm -hmm. and it has like some 3,000 miles to Graceland sort of vibes for the road trip portions of it, especially the gas station scene. (laughs) And... They, such a, that's such a good scene in this movie. They wind up with this family that we're talking about. The preacher, his two kids, and they're all trying to get to Mexico. That's where they're all going anyway. But they are kind of brought in to help these guys cross the border. And they go to a, the titty twister. a lovely establishment. I'm sure it has seven stars on Yelp. At minimum. <laughs> the whole... Like, the guy, the Barker, standing out front, like, hey, we Sheets got... Sheets Marin? Yes. Yes. But that character, his whole spiel, which we can't really Fan. repeat any of... Can't repeat it. Was, was so good. So good! Like, the whole time I was watching that, I was like, I just want to... I would just want to watch this guy all day. I was like, I'm okay <laughs> if this is the movie now. It's just this guy. <laughs> like, we got horse, we got dog. We... <laughs> uh, yeah, it was... And, I mean, I saw it when I was much younger, so it had kind of a bigger, pretty big impact on me. But, like, this this is the first movie that we're doing this podcast on. I didn't rewatch this. I didn't have to rewatch this. I've seen this plenty of times. I know plenty of... It's just... I love this movie. Even more so than Blade. It's probably my favorite role with George Clooney. It's really good. He does really well in this type of role. He plays this... I mean, he's a bad guy, but he's like that anti-hero yeah. kind of bad guy. Like, his brother is... Richard is a mess. Yeah, it's like Wreck-It Ralph. Just because you're a bad guy does not mean you're a bad guy. Right? Like, he's his, he's got mental issues. He's got things going on. Like, he thinks people are saying things to him because that's what he wants to hear. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It, it He's messed up. When I came in here, I was actually thinking about being like, so, did you mean what you said? <laughs> <laughs> what? About, about what? Yeah, that was really stressful. When he's looking at her, she walks in the room. She's like, what's going on? It's like, it's a bikini contest, and you just won. Or whatever he says. And then he imagines her talking to him, and I was like, oh, God. See, but you didn't realize that in the first scene where he does that. You didn't even understand that that's what was happening when they're in the gas station. And the guy who's the clerk, who I loved, that clerk was fantastic. Yeah. Have liked him the whole time, every time I've seen it. And he walks up, and he just blows this cop away mm-hmm. and you signal him i didn't signal him. i didn't signal him this whole thing and it's this back and forth oh man but that you didn't even understand that that's what was happening in his head yeah yeah that is good i hadn't thought about that they explained retroactively like i assumed he was imagining it because mm-hmm. we don't see it happen right 
But I hadn't thought about that that was alluding to whatever he's got going on. Yeah, but the the guy behind the counter, the clerk, he, he was right. He's like, I didn't signal anybody. He, he's like, you give me an Academy Award for how cool I'm playing it right now. The guy goes, can I use your John? He's like, you're not supposed to let anybody use, use the bathroom. What are you doing? He's like, he comes in here every day and he uses the bathroom. And if I don't let him use the bathroom, he's going to think something's wrong. Like, he, it was it was so perfect. Everything, that, the way that all played out yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. Kim's had me watching Teen Wolf, which was an MTV show. Yeah. I guess every network gets a show that's kind of okay, like, once in a while. Okay. I mean, like, there, I, it's all right. It's fine. Okay. It's fun. I've been enjoying it. It's not, like, groundbreaking or amazing or anything, but it's kind of scratching this, like, supernatural itch since there's no shows like that that I watch anymore. Okay. But... There's a scene where one of the characters kidnaps another and he's texting that character's parents. And he says, like, staying the night at friends, don't worry, love you. And immediately that kid's parents go to the police. They're like, we told our son 11 years ago he was adopted. He has not said I love you since. He never says it. Something is wrong. And I actually really liked that. That it was this little thing like that that they planned. It's like, that's actually pretty clever storytelling. It's not just like he didn't show up or he sounds kind of different. It's he never says this. And it's... Yeah, it's clever. Yeah, okay. And it's, yeah, same thing here. It's like, well, I always let him use the bathroom, and if I tell him not to, he's going to know there's something going on. Yeah, but I hadn't even thought about that until us sitting down and doing this right now. The fact that Richard, having these mental issues, that that scene in the beginning where he's like, you signaled him, that that was something he actually thought happened. Mm -hmm. I just thought he just wants to blow this guy away, and I never really put two and two together in the movie, because the movie is just... It really is crazy and fun, and it's kind of out there. It does not take itself too seriously. Whereas at the same time, parts of it being serious. Like there's some little bit of weight to some of the moments, uh, some characters, a lot of people die. Yeah. And there's some, there's just some really fun characters that get introduced in this movie. And you got Fred Williamson who's in it. Got Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo Danny is in Danny Trejo it. looks unrecognizably young. Right? He looks so young. So like, oh young. my god. I thought that I think that about George Clooney when I see this too. He looks super, super young too. It's like he's and always yet still he's got a little bit of gray. Yeah. He's always looked like that. Mm-hmm. He's always had a little bit like he was born with a little bit of gray <laughs> and with a voice that's like not just dropped into his chest, it's like down near his pelvis. <laughs> it's like he has the voice that you don't get till you're about fifty. It's like I know if for other movies that you've seen with him or the T V shows, the ER or whatever uh, and he's super popular in the Oceans movies. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen this, see him in this. Yeah, it's just a different. It's just a different character that he plays, and it's really well done. I liked. Like I would have watched a sequel of this just for him. Yeah. But they didn't. I mean, I think they did make a sequel. There for is a it. sequel because when I searched it, it came up. Mm. But I don't think anybody from the original or. Certainly not. Any of the super main characters are in the sequel. Well, most of them, spoiler alert, don't make it. I mean. So, I was really glad that I watched this alone. That I was home alone. Especially when they go into the bar. Ha, I mean, okay. Because it's like, wow, yeah, they cannot get away with showing this kind of stuff on TV anymore, can they? Uh, no. Or on, I mean. on a movie, whatever. But yeah, it's like, oh, I'm really enjoying this movie. Like, I'm enjoying this, not just not just because of the nudity and whatever, but because of the way it adds to everything. Like, I love that it's, like, people fighting and, like, a sex machine takes his whip and grabs that guy's beer and pulls it over. And there's, like, girls dancing around and they're all over. And Quentin Tarantino, like, leans over to the one kid 
And he's like, hey, you let me know if you want to lap dance from her. It's on me, all right? <laughs> her being all friendly to him. Uh, and I I think probably my favorite moment, and I'll go ahead and say it, was when they're sitting at the table and they're just slamming down whiskey. And he asks Seth, like, you know, what are you what are you doing? Something like, you know, he asks for some kind of explanation. He's I've like, been well, stewing. Yeah, he's like, well, we're, I'm going to finish this bottle and then I'm going to take it over there and, like, bash this guy's head in with it or whatever break it over his head some guy that had grabbed his shoulder earlier and he goes are you so much of a loser you can't see you've won and he's like what did you just say he's like i didn't i made no declaration i asked a question would you like me to repeat it and he does (laughs) harvey Keitel is fantastic oh my god it was so good and he just stares at him and he's like jacob i'd like you to have a drink with me (laughs) and they and they actually do he's like to your family he's like to yours and they and they have this moment and i really like it but then there's, yeah, the stuff going on with the Barker outside, which Cheech, did he not play like three characters in this movie? I don't think this is one of those. I know he just plays himself and then himself as a vampire. I'm, okay. Maybe I'm Because it, it doesn't say it. Like, on, on IMDb, I mean, it lists him, but it's just, oh no, yes. Oh yeah, he forgot he's the border guard. He's the border guard, but yeah, I think he was up. also Carlos or whoever it is that meets them at the very end. Yes, I forgot about the meeting. I think yes, he played he three characters. And I was like, are these Two not of them so- are fairly small. Yeah. Just a little, little, little bit thing. But it's mm-hmm. like, are these not supposed to be the same person? It was so strange. Yeah, no. That just. <laughs> I mean, as the Barker, he has all the makeup on and stuff. Like mm-hmm. he, But yeah. You know it's him. Yeah, it's kind of strange. It's like, is that. Like when I saw him as the border guard, I was like, ah, oh, yeah. Like, that makes sense for the time period this movie came out. Uh-huh. And then the Barker's there, and it's like, that looks less like him, but really sounds like him. And then again, at the end, Carlos shows up. Uh, man. <laughs> His name as the Barker is is Chet something or other. Chet something or other? It is indeed. Ah. And so, yeah, that's his main character throughout the movie. You got the thing in the beginning yep. as, as the border guard, and then him coming in as the drug lord boss guy mm-hmm. at the end after because this is a it's like a as it says from dusk till dawn uh-huh. that's where the time period of this yes we, ne- we really didn't say place. it we said the name of the bar but the, below that it says open from dusk till dawn mm-hmm. and so the whole the whole thing with the bar is that it is a vampire bar mm-hmm. like it's a trucker and biker bar and there's a scene where they almost get thrown out because of it, and the preacher saves them. But yep. it turns out that it's really vampires that own it, and I guess they put on all this show and then eat all the people afterward. Right. Yeah, when they show the back of it, yeah, like from the front, it just it's, looks like. This, but they, it's on this. the back. It's like this Mayan temple. They reveal like right, right before on the a end cliff credits. side. It's all these trucks. Everything's been thrown over the edge. Really out there. Yeah, and it. It just just that picture, the picture of that, really goes a long way. Pictures worth a thousand words. As yeah, far it's like as this has been happening for decades, a really long time. They have all this contraband, you know, stuffed in the back, which the the people who are left over when the carnage starts towards you know, uh, what half hourish into the movie. It's like an hour into the movie. Hour when, in? it, when it gets like this, yeah. It's pretty far in. No, I guess so. Yeah, all the beginning stuff. And then it takes a little while at the bar. But when the carnage happens, lots of people just die. Well, the only real criticism I had of the movie was... I mean, there are a couple moments where it's hard to tell what's happening. 
There's a moment where one of the characters shoots into a crowd of vampires that are eating someone, and like all of them explode, and I have no idea why. I assume there was some setup. There's something they were supposed to hit that that triggered all that. But there's a couple moments where it's like, I don't understand why that worked and this other thing didn't, but I think it's just something I probably missed in the moment. And I didn't rewind any of it to rewatch it. So my only genuine criticism is, if that's the way stuff goes down every night, that's not good for the vampires. It's like a different crew of vampires. Because a lot of, like, all the vampires almost that are in there, like, it's not just a bloodbath. Like, the bikers and truckers fight back, and they do pretty well. So it's like going to... Like me and you, we're going to go on a hunting trip. But there's like a 50-50 chance that we're going to die while we're out there. That whatever we're hunting is going to get us back. You know, like that doesn't seem like good odds. Like it doesn't seem like their plan is maybe working as well as it should. Ah, they're vampires. It's like Maybe they're, maybe I guess, they're not as smart as all that. I guess this is supposed to be an unusual night, but like Sex Machine and the other guy. The one who was in Nam who starts telling the stories. Yeah, that's the Fred Williamson character. Yeah. He, fantastic. He... Like, both of them are there, and they're not related at all to the main characters that we've been following this they whole time. They just there. happen to be there, and they do really well against the vampires. And they, this vampire movie is different. They they talk about stuff. They talk about how these vampires are. That They've got, like, strength and different things, but they're squishy. Yeah, like and, their bodies are less... Um, substantial. Yeah, than a human's. Sex Machine says it. If you're going to run a, run a chair leg through somebody, like... You better have one heck of a body or something like that. And he's like smacking the other guy on the chest. And he's like, but these guys, they're, they're squishy. before or after he gets spoilers ahead? Is that before or after he gets bit? It's after he gets bit. I thought he's that's hiding. when he was it's, talking. He's, he's trying hiding to hide it. his jacket, yeah. But he's saying like, yeah, you could, if you like pulled hard enough, their head might come clean off or something. So they do a little bit to explain. Like mm-hmm. they are developing weaknesses that they wouldn't otherwise have. And this, unlike Blade, something uh, that I'd alluded to in the previous couple of podcasts, was like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, when these vampires do monstrous things, they look monstrous. They change their form. Well, Selma Hayek looks like a lizard creature. Yeah, it's really weird. And whereas the other ones, they do look more they look like monster-like. A, they look like but, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer monster. Yeah. Like, they look like something from, not quite like the vampires, but like something in that sort of realm. Mm-hmm. Like, they're more extreme than just, like, the eyebrows and teeth that they did in that show. Yeah, it's not to the level of her. Like, she was something else. And then there's another character later on who turns into some other kind of vampire creature. Mm-hmm. But no idea why. And yeah, they, they, do, don't, they don't explain the whole lot Yeah, line. they do Nothing. kind of point out, like, the, the preachers. Like, are we just naming stuff that we all saw in movies? Has anybody read a book or anything about this? <laughs> it was either him or it was Seth saying, like, has anybody ever actually read anything? Do we know anything about them? And it's like, okay, what do we know from what we just saw? Right. And they just take the information. They they take stock of the situation. They make some makeshift weapons and tools, and and they they fight back. Yeah. And it's this try to stay alive as long as they can. And there's just moments in it where I don't want to put it. There's there's moments in this movie that I know it's ridiculous. I know it's just off the wall. It's crazy, but where characters end up dying and there's there's some meaning behind it. There's some weight to what goes on and it's a little surprising for a movie like this. Yeah, there's almost more weight than you would get in like a Marvel movie because mm-hmm. when there are deaths in that, they have a habit of undoing them. So, yeah, it, it was like, yeah, without spoiling anything, a lot of the people, we spoiled a lot of this movie. It's an old movie, but yeah, yeah the deaths that happen are very impactful. 
for the most part. I mean, just a lot of the stuff that happens comes out of nowhere. And they do have this really good way of balancing, like, comedy, I guess because it's kind of absurd comedy, not stupid comedy. It's like this absurd thing is happening here, and then we move on to this other situation, and we're just, you know, a little bubble of normal inside of that. Yes, uh, one of the guys I wanted to talk about in this, uh, I know he is. Yep. So, the guy who plays the state trooper in this, who gets killed in the beginning scene, Mm. well, he... He gets reprised with basically that same character in the Kill Bill movies. Okay. It's Michael Park, and he plays a couple different characters throughout the Kill Bill movies. And he, he just does a good job at that role. He's not in it for very long, but I wanted to bring his name up because he, he's fun to watch in that role. I would like to see a little bit like him in a movie like that, but it, maybe he's made one, and I just don't know about it. Where, where that's what he does, and that's what he is. Kind of like you would watch, you know, the Outlaw Josie Wales or something, and it's just this movie about this character doing what he does, but him being that kind of, you know, almost like a lone gunman but a police officer. Mm-hmm. You know, like a Texas Ranger thing, and it's... Like a thing. Yeah, and I, I, would, I would watch him do that because I liked him in this, and I never made the connection uh, for a long time until having seen the Kill Bill movies and then going back and watching this later on, I was like, I think that's the same guy. And it could be where uh, Tarantino and him met mm. could have been on this. And that's why he wanted to pull, because Tarantino does that a lot, pulls from other movies and people that he's worked with before. He likes working with them again, almost like almost like an Adam Sandler does. Except less cringy. Yeah, basically. But yeah, super fun movie. I actually really, really enjoyed it. Um... I don't think I really have much else to say about it. I just thought it had a lot. I was surprised about the amount of sort of individuality that the characters had. Mm -hmm. There really was nobody who just felt like a background thing that was there. Everybody kind of had their own personality and their own goals and motives, and we don't have to understand them, and it makes it feel real, and I really like that. Like I like that we still never know why the preacher was going down there. We don't know where Seth is going. We don't know where the daughter is going. We don't know where anybody's going or what they're supposed to be doing after this. We just know that they went here, saw Selma Hayek in her prime, turn into a giant lizard creature. <laughs> I'm not like, wrong. she came out. I was like, Selma shoot, Hayek, dang. She married Michael Douglas, right? I don't know. Pretty sure that that's, those two got together. And, like, he's such, he's so old, but, but he's so old. Like, what? 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 He's so old. Why would you do that? Ah, oh, love. Make strange make strange bedfellows. But yeah, this movie and there's unlike it's say the end of Willie's Wonderland, the a couple of the characters who are left over at the end of all this carnage, it doesn't end the same way. Like she wants to go with him, mm-hmm. but he's like, Nope. Yeah, this isn't for you. Yeah. Like you're better off going on your own. So you're better off leaving me here in the middle of the desert with nothing. I get to try and drive this RV out of here. Like, I don't know if he made the right decision in that case. Maybe he did. Yeah, I don't know. I could have been more of a Leon the Professional kind of thing. I was going to teach you the game. Maybe maybe that would have been where it could have gone. But that's not, that's not how that works in yeah. this. And I liked that because I thought... That felt true to Seth's character. Yeah, I know there's a second movie. I don't know what it's about. So just speculating for no reason. I wonder if it's about her. 
kind of going on her own because she's basically a kid and now she has no home no family she's got a little bit of money in an rv so what does she do maybe she turns into like a uh, female manhunter okay from god what was that movie called I, I i don't know the movie that you're referring to i probably should the one with nicholas cage where they steal the baby it's one that we just did raising arizona yes raising arizona okay well, from what I'm looking at here, she's not in the next, the second one. Yeah. Uh, Danny Trejo is in it. Danny Trejo's in in the second one. Okay. And Tiffany Amber Thiessen okay, is in it. I know it. who that is. Uh, uh, from Saved by the Bell. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. And Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Yes. Ooh, is he right? Ash? <laughs> is, not it, Ash. Is, he, is it a cameo as Ash? <laughs> oh my God, that would be. Oh be my so God. good, right? But we don't oh. know. We haven't seen it. Maybe we have to watch it now. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't doesn't have her in it, so I obviously it's not going to be a story. You that remember follows. the Manhunter? The show? About. No, the Manhunter from Raising Arizona. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's. I want to see her as him, basically. Like she grows up on the road hunting vampires. She looks like that guy. Got grenades on her vest. I mean, okay. That'd be tight. It might be. <laughs> It'd be. I'd be. I'm intrigued by the idea. Yeah. And I think, like, I never really wanted to see the second one. But I think there's enough story in this first one. There's enough background that's just hinted at. Yeah. That you could turn that into something. You could. You could. I don't think it was ever intended to be something else. And it became a TV series as well, apparently. Mm. I'm not sure the time frame of that. I think it was way more recent than other things. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. It went for 16 years. What? 2000 to 2016, the TV series. Right? Holy cow. That's insane. Well, it has it has both, it looks like, people who play both Seth and Richard. And Richie, as it puts in here. So it might be from before? Mm. Like, leading up to that? Yeah. Crime show. But I don't... That's not what I want to see. Nope. I mean, I know that Richie's crazy, and Seth is, like, cool and likable. Yeah, I mean, still criminal... I don't need to see that show. I'm good. There have been plenty of shows with stuff like that. I don't... But at the afterwards, what I'm sure the second movie was, which followed this movie, like, there was some lore behind these vampires, what they were doing, where it could have gone. But I don't... Without having, you know, reprising some roles, it's really hard to make me want to see that. Now, Bruce Campbell's in it, so I'm at least... There's a... I'm at least tickled. Mm-hmm. You know? To think, oh, well, well there's po- it's a possibility that that's okay. Because, I mean, it's Bruce Campbell, let's be honest. Anyways, as far as this movie is concerned, I don't know if there's a whole lot else to talk about. If you if you haven't seen this movie, see this movie. No, it's really fun. It's very adult. Don't watch it with your kids. If, you're, if your wife is a little, I don't know, suspicious of you, don't watch it with her either. <laughs> like, she doesn't want you seeing a lot of other women. There's a lot of other women. Mm-hmm. It's it's just something you wouldn't get Pretty away vulgar. with anymore. Yep. Pretty vulgar. Um, but really, really fun. But none of those things seem gratuitous. No, it no. It really just it's really adds to the flavor of the movie. Yeah, it's like this is just what's happening. No, it was it was good. And I've liked it for a long time. I'm glad you had the chance to watch it. But Halligans, I think that's it. Uh, this isn't going to be a long one. Doesn't need to be. From no. Dust Till Dawn is amazing. Total watch. Total watch. Where, if... You all have anything you want to add? Uh, if you saw the second one, said, and we need to see it. If we're missing out, if you think we missed the mark on this and it's terrible, you're wrong. But that's okay. I will, I'll discuss <laughs> it with you. It's fine. That's no no problem with that. 
And thanks, as always, for listening. We really appreciate it. And Ryan, if they want to hit us up, they want to know, where, where can uh, they find out? We're on Twitter at MovieHell, and they can email us at MovieHell at gmail.com. And we would like to hear from you. We've been doing this for a while now, and we see that we have some consistent listeners. But we want to know, we've asked before, but we really do want to know what you want us to do. We want to know if you want us to change something. We can see that there are certain areas where our stuff doesn't come up. Uh, so we're looking at kind of maybe, not necessarily going in a new direction, but adding some kind of other twist on it to kind of be a little bit more different than we are already. Uh, so we are definitely open to suggestions and we'd really appreciate anything you guys have to say. Yep. And I, that's, as we said, that's going to have to be it for us this time. This episode of Movie House coming to a close. Thanks so much for listening. And I could be wrong, but uh, as always, I have been Joe. I am Ryan. At least, uh, unless I've been bitten. <laughs> and I'm going to have to say that we're out.